The Bright Horizons Parenting Podcast, just for ages zero to eight. Get the advice you need from our own early childhood experts, Rachel Robertson and Claire Goss, and make the most out of every chance to teach, play, and love. In this, our 50th episode of Teach, Play, Love, Rachel and Claire discuss transitions, those tricky moments in the day when your child has to move from doing one activity to the next. Whether you're coming inside after fun at the playground, going from playtime to bath and bed, or even just leaving the house to go to school. Transitions can cause an array of complicated feelings for our children. Learn strategies to help them through these tough moments and make the day a bit easier for everyone. Hey Claire, how are you today? I'm pretty good, Rachel. How are you doing? I'm good. How's your family? How are your kids? Um, everyone is doing okay. You know, it's winter, so we're just trying to stay healthy and get outside as much as we can. How are, how are your kids doing? My kids are good. My kids are older. I have one that is an actual full-fledged adult now working. She's wor- working with children. And Aww. then I have another one in college, and I just had to send her off. It was hard Aww. hard to send her back to school, but I did it. Well, I heard that you have another young child in your life these days. I do. I am, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I have a, a good friend who has a three-year-old, and I've been sharing some some caregiving duties with her and I've had her out for a couple sleepovers oh, fun. and all the, it's so much fun and I have now I have a toy area in my house uh, her name is Leah and she helped me very quickly figure out what was breakable that I did forgot <laughs> about some of those things in my house but she she came and handed me some of those things those so it, it was very helpful she found all the stuff I couldn't dog toys I didn't think we owned anymore but she wow. found them for me and then she was with me during a work day and so I got a little taste of how it feels to have a three-year-old in the background while you're trying to do work calls and mm-hmm. Zoom meetings, and she she made an appearance on quite a few. Of I them. bet she did. They do that. Mm-hmm. But I did. I was thinking about this podcast and some other things I do, and I thought I got I gotta make sure I can do this because I tell <laughs> I share this advice with all sorts of people. Let's see if I still have it, and it, I it's hard. It's yeah. hard to do. I still I still have some tricks up my sleeve. I I was redeeming myself, but I was reminded about how hard those years are. Yeah, and I think I mean so many families, especially after a long pandemic, can relate with that. Yeah, but we're all, but we're all still just. Life has sort of gone back to normal, but we are still trudging through day by day, yeah. trying to get get through the day with as little challenge as possible with our yep. young kids. Yep. And I think one of the things I get a lot of questions about is today's topic, which is transitions. Mm-hmm. So when I'm talking about transitions, I'm talking about those points in the day when you have to go from one thing to the next thing yep. with your young child. Yep. Yeah, like if you were playing outside and now it's time to come in for lunch or you're bath time, going to bedtime, or yeah. doing the hardest transitions when you're doing something super fun and then you have to do something not fun, like mm-hmm. playing at the park and now we have to go do errands. <laughs> yes. Actually, getting out of the bathtub was a big thing for my kids because that was so fun. Yep. And they knew the next thing after that was going to be bedtime, yep. which is not fun. Right. So right. that was a big point They're to challenge They're like, we'll stay us. in this cold water for yeah. a while. This is much better. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. So... Yeah, so transitions can be hard in transition. Not they're not always, and we have good news for you because there are ways to make transitions less hard. I I remember not even really understanding this concept. I started being a center director about the same time I was a parent, so I was a mm. teacher for a while with a group of toddlers. So that gives you good life skills forever, oh, for and, sure. And then I um, I became a director, and I had a two year old. Um, she was about. 
actually about 16 months when I started being a director. So I was learning to be a parent while I was learning to be a director. And I remember someone handed me a book called Transition Magician. And I don't think <laughs> I even 100% understood what transitions were, but that book became one of my favorites because it helped me think about it's not just a change from one thing to the next. There's a real opportunity here to help children and the adults through those moments, but also to have them be meaningful. You don't they're not just yeah. throwaway moments during the day. You don't have to make them just be about the switch. They actually that's a good life skill to learn how to change and transition into something yeah. else. So we can we can do some things that make it easier. I know a lot of adults who hate transitions, mm-hmm. but let's talk about why specifically young kids do not like them. Why do they get so upset about transitions? So some things we've talked about in other episodes, too, is just this lack of control, not being able to do what they want, not Mm -hmm. to be able to make some decisions. And when they respond with behavior, that's what they have available to them. They don't have sophisticated verbal skills or emotional regulation skills to be able to say, it's all right. I mean, it's okay. I actually do need some sleep tonight. They don't have that ability for for the most part. So they're pushing against it. They can't uh-huh. articulate necessarily why. They don't want, they like, they're very in the moment creatures, those little ones. They yeah. like, they like what they like. They're in the moment and they're very egocentric. And those things are on purpose, but they are difficult. Uh, and they show up, both of them show up in transition. So they don't have that refined ability and I say refined with a little smile on my face because a lot of adults mm. struggle with this too, but yeah. to, to switch very easily. So we have to help them with that. We have to make that transition smooth and give it the time and the pace it needs because they can't just do one thing to the next. And sometimes they don't even know what that next thing is. Yeah. And they don't like that next thing. And we can say, again, okay, I'm going to get through this meeting, even though this meeting is not my favorite of the day. I still can get through it, and I know what's going to happen next. They can't do that. They can't rationalize. They can't think five steps ahead about what's coming next. So they're they're in the moment, and you got to make this moment effective and meaningful for them. That's right. And I just want to emphasize how little control these children have over their lives and they hear the word no hundreds of times a day transitions can feel really unpredictable and that creates stress for mm-hmm. kids and mm-hmm. i'm talking not talking about big traumatic moments in a child's life but stress is stress and we'd prefer to avoid it with our kids if we mm-hmm. can because it leads to this behavior you're talking about that's unpleasant for all yep. adults involved so kids like predictability predictability makes them feel safe that's why transitions get tricky. Yeah. Because yep. they don't know what's coming or it or they're not ready yet to move on and it feels unstable to yep. them. Yeah. And when and when they're pushing against you or not cooperating during a transition, they're doing a child's version of staging a mini protest. There's there's just <laughs> like I don't want to do this and the way I know to handle this, whether they're doing it consciously, very often it's unconsciously, is they have what we often would call a tantrum or a meltdown because that will that stops things yep, also, sure but they does. also are just out of the ability. That's the ability they have, and they're overwhelmed by those emotions. But but with a smooth transition built into routines in the day, you can get rid of a lot of them. Not all of them. We're right. not making any false promises here, but you can get rid of a lot of those moments. Mm-hmm. So that kind of leads us to our first strategy, which is – preparing your child for transitions. This is an old educator Mm -hmm. trick. Mm -hmm. Don't think of it as flipping a switch. You want to think about it almost like a dimmer. You're going to ease into Mm -hmm. that transition. You can give some warnings. This is what's going to happen. We're going to do this next. 
We've talked a lot about visual schedules. If it's a transition that happens every day, you can put it on the schedule in a visual way. You can take pictures of them during the transition yep. and use that during a, in a visual schedule. Again, if you the more predictability you have in your routines and transitions, that's easier for them because they know, okay, I was just told I have a 20-minute warning. I don't really know what 20 minutes is, but every time I hear that, then there, <laughs> then there comes another warning, and then pretty soon after that, we have to change and do something different. So they start to predict that. Don't make the mistake of doing the 20-minute warning and then the 10-minute warning, mm -hmm. and then they say, I don't want to go. I don't, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to throw myself on the floor, and then they get 20 more minutes because right. then you've just explain to them that, that that's how the transitions are gonna go and that's gonna work. So yes. whatever transitions, you don't have to have the same one every time, but you do wanna start to make them predictable. Yeah. And some children can switch in five minutes and some need that 20 minutes. So pay attention to your specific children and what they need. That has a lot to do with the child's temperament. Some kids, sure. the way they interact with the world, the way their nervous systems are wired, some kids really are just just more easygoing about transitions. And that's probably the way they're going to be their whole lives. But for those of you who have children like a couple of my kids <laughs> who are not so great at transitions, all those, what Rachel just said is a great place to start. Talk about it. Let them know it's coming. Use that dimmer switch out of one activity into the next. And Rachel's mentioned this in other episodes as well. Kids don't understand time at all. It's like a dimension. Mm -hmm. They can't see it. They use their five senses for everything. They can't see, touch, feel, taste, hear time. It's yep. just this thing that grown-ups are always talking about. They're always talking about o'clock this and 15 minutes that. We're not in time. We're running late. We have what to go early. Mean? There's lots of that they in, don't the, care. in the language, but yes. they're not. And they, yeah. even if you've got a preschooler who looks at a clock on the iPad or on the tablet or on the wall of your kitchen, the, the analog clocks, the thing just spins around mm -hmm. nonsensically. Mm -hmm. And digital clocks, the numbers just flip again in no discernible order to them. So I really like using visual timers, and this is something that I used when I worked in a classroom a lot. I know a lot of educators love them. The visual timer is, and they make a lot of different brands, it's got color that actually ticks down mm -hmm. so the kids can see you kind of wind it up. You can actually have your child give your child some control. Okay, we're going to have 10 more minutes of, of tub time, and we're going to, you can put the timer to 10 minutes, and then the red, the red starts to disappear, mm -hmm. and the blue on the clock starts to disappear slowly. And then the great part about the timer is when it goes off, you can kind of be like, oh, the timer says mm -hmm. it's time to go to school, or the timer says bath time. And kind of, I like, kind of just use the timer as a little bit of a scapegoat. But then you have to hold the line yeah. every time the timer goes off. Like you said, Rachel, you have to be very consistent, mm -hmm. or else that tool does not work. Yeah, yeah. And once you've gotten consistent, or even when you're trying to get consistent, you got to make the choices that are right for you. I remember I did travel when my kids were little. My older daughter struggled a little bit with that, with me traveling sometimes. So she most often was stayed with my mom. But there was one time where I was going to have her stay with her other grandparents, who she was very close to. They were very safe. Mm -hmm. She was going to stay with them at their lake cabin. It was going to be so much fun. She loved it there. There was, there was no negatives to this situation. But she was very upset when I was leaving. Mm -hmm. And I kept telling myself, I have to go because I've, we've done the transition. I know she's safe. I know this is fine. She's going to be well cared for. There's nothing wrong with this mm -hmm. situation. And this is good for her to also know that, that there's nothing wrong with this situation. And I left and I just pulled to the side of the road and I had to sit there for a while and be, should I go back? She's so upset. <laughs> if I go back, this is what is going to happen. I'm going to have to do it all over again. She's going to have to do it all over again. Yeah. I'm going to, is it, am I telling her it's unsafe because I'm going back and I'm saying, you're right, you're right. I shouldn't have left you here. 
and all that you have to take into account. Uh, but if you, but I pulled over on the side of the road and had shed a whole bunch of tears in that situation because <laughs> it was really, really hard to figure out what to do in that moment. And either one of those choices would have been okay as a parent. Sometimes right. you just have to make whatever decision is right for you in that moment. But know that you might be reinforcing something you don't want to reinforce. Mm -hmm. Or you might be going too fast. So I, yeah. I, that's the decision I had to make in that scenario. Was I moving her too fast? Was this too much of a transition for her? And it wouldn't even be helpful for us? Or was it something that it was going to be okay? And if I went back, I'd do a little bit more damage to her her ability to get through it then and it, I was just really going back for myself so again I just you know we've all been through the really tough ones and yeah. you've got, you're going to make some choices you're going to go backwards you're going to go forwards but just to know that in general it's a it's a good idea to follow through on your transitions yes. and what you say yes there are always going to be exceptions to yeah. that but consistency is really key and I think sometimes I I recommend to parents well try this morning routine and see if that helps with mm -hmm. all the, the challenging issues you're having. And they try it for four days. And like, well, that didn't work, Claire. Yeah. And I'm like, well, okay. I'm not talking about four <laughs> days. Give it a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. Because kids are they're learning so much every day that this is just one of the many things that people are expecting them to do and learn and integrate into their brains and their mm -hmm. bodies. So mm -hmm. just give them some give, – be patient. Give them some time to learn the routine before you give up altogether, yep. to stay consistent for a while yep. and see if it helps. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that goes to a point too where we make about routines and transitions is to make sure you have enough time. Mm -hmm. So I can get ready really fast in the morning. I'm fairly low maintenance. <laughs> and <laughs> But that didn't mean that my kids could get re ready really fast yeah. in the morning and that they I needed to pay attention to what their pace was, and it's always going to be slower. There's mm -hmm. stuff to look at. There's things to do. There's important toys to play with. Correct. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a whole agenda that they've got going on. And mm -hmm. while the schedule and routine can help us through that, I couldn't expect them to be on my let's go, let's go, I got to get to work routine. So making sure you have enough time, because they're always going to be harder if you don't have enough time. You, can, you were talking about a visual timer, which is something that works really well at home. One of the things we use a lot in classrooms is music, yeah. or it, maybe, it's, maybe it's playing music, but it could also be a song you always sing. Mm -hmm. Almost every classroom you walk into does some version of a morning welcome song, getting yeah. kids into the routine for the day, transitioning from that drop-off time when they're mm -hmm. often doing some independent play to more of a group experience. Or the clean-up song. Mm -hmm. right? Clean-up clean song. I still can sing that song in my head when I clean up. I'm Right. when my kids aren't even home yeah, absolutely because it just it's something in your brain and body says oh now it's time to yeah. do that thing we do mm -hmm. every day mm -hmm. we sing this song we put our blocks away yeah or whatever it is one of the things i did for cleanup too is i got i made we made binoculars in the classroom and we had just out of paper towel rolls and we um we we had inspectors that would help look for things that we needed to put away, and then other children were helping put away, and we'd take turns with the binoculars, and then it's like a fun activity. Yeah. And they're they're learning something, they're helping each other, and that's really mm -hmm. the magic. Yeah. Of a, if you see a good teacher doing some fun, interesting stuff that kids don't even know they're transitioning, this <laughs> is a right. fun activity we're I'm, doing. I'm here. glad you said that, Rachel, because that's <laughs> another one of my um, strategies that I pull out of my back pocket a lot. It worked a lot better when my kids were younger. My teenagers do not appreciate this, <laughs> but be silly mm -hmm, during transitions, mm -hmm. especially if you know this is going to be a tough one, right? Like sometimes you just get that gut feeling like you're playing blocks with your child and you're like, oh my goodness, we have to go upstairs to bed soon, but he's really engaged. But like if he doesn't get to bed soon, it's going to throw our whole day off tomorrow. So 
You can use the timer. You can use all the other. You can let them know. Start dimming the, saying, okay, we've got five more minutes. Let's set the timer, whatever it is. Set the stage. But then when the timer goes off, you can make it fun. Mm-hmm. You can say, one of the things I always used to do, my um, my youngest loves animals. So I'd say, okay, I know. Yeah, you're upset about how we have to put the blocks away. I see that. You get to pick. Give a choice. Give a, give a guarded choice. So you get to pick if we clean up the blocks and pretend to be puppy dogs or if we pretend to be bunny rabbits. Mm-hmm. And then I would demonstrate how the puppy walks around shaking its tail, mm-hmm. and or I would hop around with bunny ears, and my kids, th- this is ludicrous, yeah. right? I'm yeah. a grown woman, and, and I'm actually, I'm, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm a, I think I'm a humorous person, but mm-hmm. I'm not often that silly with my kids. So it would be this, they would be in stitches on mm-hmm. the floor, and then they would be bunny rabbits, but guess what's happening while we're being bunny rabbits? Yeah. We're putting the blocks back in yeah, the bin. Yeah, exactly. And suddenly we're all done. And then I'm gonna go, now we get to be bunny rabbits all the way up to the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's hop, 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 hop. And the kids are having so much fun. Because yeah. I'm being silly and I'm being fun. So it doesn't have to be this like bummer of an activity if right. you don't want it to be. Yeah, that's, I mean, and kids are going to learn some good physical and, and muscle development in that right. kind of activity <laughs> as well. And you, the way you're timing it, too. So you're doing that kind of high-energy activity, then they're going to get into a bath, which is a more lower-energy activity, mm-hmm. and it's going to ease them into the bedtime. Yeah. So you do want to also be thoughtful about what's happening there and what, the, the order of events and the types of transitions. I One of the things I think it's important that you just did, I want to call out, is starting with acknowledging feelings when kids yeah. are having a hard time with yep. it. Because just they they deserve and need to feel heard about that and just think that helping them build their emotional vocabulary. But it also takes a little bit of the stress out of the situation. Like, this is hard. This is hard. Mm-hmm. You, feel, you look frustrated. I get it. So then you're yeah. not, then you're kind of managing that, you're handling it, you're acknowledging it, and then you're, but you're still moving forward. That's right. Yeah. I do, I do like another thing you said too about having special things. So I did a lot of things to have my kids look forward to the next thing, but this is different than bribing them to do something. So a lot of times at restaurants mm. is a good example. You're sitting there waiting or a doctor's office where you're waiting. I had a little bag of toys in the, in the car kind of loose parts sort of stuff just stuff people gave me and I just oh that can go in the bag of things and it wasn't anything special but we got it out for those kind of hard transition waiting moments yeah and they really looked forward to it so I wasn't trying to keep them busy we had something to look forward to that helped with those tough transitions that helped with errands too so they weren't asking for everything in the store i would prep them we're not going to buy anything in here today but you're going to get to bring this bag in or you can pick two toys from the bag it's always in the car so you can have those when you're in when we're doing this transition or this activity that you don't really want to do. But that's so important to do ahead of time. Right. And that they know, they can predict that, and you're ready for that. So again, you are you are doing something to prepare versus reacting in the moment and saying, oh, yeah, yeah just have that toy because then you'll stop and we can get through this mm-hmm. store. Um, so that that's what you don't want to do. Nobody wants to be in that situation. We all right. regret it as a parent Ugh. when we come home with that toy. We're like, why did, why why did why? I do that? Why did I give it to that? <laughs> yeah. And maybe it did make that moment of transition easier for your child, but it ends up creating another type of routine that you didn't want, exactly. which is the case of the gimmies every time you go out. Yeah. Um, I think another great strategy is to celebrate the wins. Mm-hmm. So I think, again, we as a, this is just a thing that humans do. We pay a lot of attention to things that aren't going well. Yes. Instead of pausing and reflecting and being grateful to things that are going great in our lives. And this goes for parenting too. So maybe you get in the car, you start your car, and you're like, oh my goodness, we just had a pretty good morning. 
Yeah. Celebrate that. Make a big deal about that. It doesn't have to be a celebration with any kind of prize or monetary compensation to your child, but just (laughs) a a little bit of praise Mm -hmm. goes a long way. Mm -hmm. That was, I feel really great. Right. About how that morning went. How do you feel how, about how it went? Yeah. I, I feel like listening to my favorites. You want to listen to Let's have a little dance party in the yeah. car right now. I feel great about how that went. Yeah, and point out, have them point out, and have you can point out too what went well. Say, why, why, we had such a great morning. Why do you think that was? They yeah. will articulate. <laughs> they can help understand. It'll be kind of funny to hear what they think about yeah. it too. Maybe they'll say you did a couple things that, yeah. that helped make the morning better, and you'll learn a little bit from that too. But yeah, just, just having fun with it, turning it into a meaningful moment rather than something you just have to get through have a few tricks up your sleeve one of the things uh, maybe I got it from that book uh, that I mentioned earlier but one of the things we had is a jar of transition activities and when things were a little challenging I did this at home and in the classroom is that the child would get to pick from the jar and okay this is what we're going to do so it was so it was a little fun, like oh, anticipation. Yeah. What's the thing we're going to do to transition here? What's our song we're going to sing or a yeah. finger play or something, something really easy to do. Nothing, nothing significant, but what's the, That's a great idea. There's a, they, and then and they felt like they had a little control because they were the ones picking out of the jar. Yeah. It's fun. It's a surprise mm-hmm. and it's something that they picked. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's really great. I like that a lot. And and I think we just said this, but when you think about when thing, transitions aren't going well, Pay attention to what is going on with your children. If they're giving you verbal or behavioral feedback that Mm -hmm. maybe it's too fast, it's not the right time of day, they didn't have enough prep for it, but also pay attention to yourself because if you're rushing or you're not paying attention, you're expecting too much for them or you're stressed, that's going to make for a tricky transition too. So everyone needs to be on board in this in in transitions and working together. You because you you definitely want to make sure you know you said this earlier. If the maybe the child's tired, maybe the child's mm-hmm. hungry, that can be the same for the adults in the situation. As well. <laughs> so everybody should be paying attention, or you should be paying attention to everybody's emotions and and feelings. And sometimes it's just not going to work. Sometimes it's going to be a tougher transition. But you'll know you have all these tricks up your sleeve to try again another day. As parents and caregivers, it's important to recognize the challenges our children may face during times of change and provide them with tools to navigate the ups and downs of their day. By implementing the strategies Claire and Rachel discussed, such as establishing routines and offering choices, you can help ease the stress and anxiety that can come with transitions. Don't forget, While patience and empathy are crucial for helping your child navigate these tricky moments, adding a little bit of fun into the transition can also make a big difference in helping them feel supported and successful. For more expert guidance on early childhood development, check out our family resources at brighthorizons.com. Thanks for listening! Subscribe to us. Find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time on Teach, Play, Love. And discover parenting as the joy it was meant to be.